Hey guys, this is Brian from the Infantry Podcast. Today we're going to do a short and talk about an outreach project that's going on here in the Columbus, Georgia, Fort Moore, formerly known as Fort Benning area. Uh, I'm sitting here with retired Command Sergeant Major Mark Moore. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? All right, so you are a part of an organization known as, let's see if I get this right, the Youth Gold Star Outdoors. Gold Star Youth Outdoors. I had it backwards. Okay. That's typical for this show, though, right? <laughs> That's why I'm ignorant civilian six. I get to get things wrong, and everybody forgives me. All right. So tell us a little bit about that organization and maybe how it got started. So the organization itself, as far as the 501C3, is, C3 is relatively new. We just formed a 501C3 last year. Um, so Gold Star Youth Outdoors, um, what we try to do is we want to pair – Gold Star Youth, uh, their families with retired um, and active duty soldiers or service members, depending on what branch they come from. And we want to provide an outdoor adventure for them that's cost-free for the family. Awesome. Yeah. And for those soldiers and retirees that are participating. Um, the goal of the organization looking into the future would be any type of outdoor event, whether it was learning how to surf in California, whether it was learning how to snow ski in Colorado, whether it was on a mule deer hunt in Colorado, or whether it's on a whitetail hunt in Georgia or a whitetail hunt in Ohio, whatever that may be. Something that we're able to do where we're able to pick up the tab and we're able to send these family service members, retirees together to keep that soldier for life bond or service member for life bond um, flowing and taking action and not words. Um, we want to be able to do that in the future. So that's, that's the vision for the future. Um, how did this start? So about nine years ago now, I was on Fort Benning at the time and I was in an elevator with the deputy, the person who's current deputy garrison commander, Brandon Cockrell, and we were having a discussion about hunting season. Uh, he knew that I was passionate about white-tailed deer hunting. He was passionate about it. Um, he had a lease in Alabama, and I loved hunting Fort Benning, Fort Moore. Um, and he told me that he'd met a, a young man over in the Phoenix City Walmart. And he said they had a discussion about the upcoming deer season and Alabama youth season was opening that weekend. And he said they talked for about 20 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, Brandon looked at him and like, well, I hope you and your dad have a great opening day tomorrow. And he said the kid dropped his head and, you know, was visibly sad. And uh, Brandon looked at him and said, hey, what's, did I say something wrong? What's, what's going on? He's like, well, my dad's not here anymore. I'll come to find out. His dad had been... Uh, killed in Iraq so Brandon invited him out to his lease to go hunting that weekend with him and a light bulb just went off on my head because I'd been associated with Fort Benning Fort Moore so long I'm like oh we can do so much more than that mm -hmm. so we, we brought in all the the different elements of uh, Fort Benning at the time DES, JAG, MWR uh, reached out to the hunting council on the installation for some volunteers reached out to Candace Bryan who was at that time, working um, the best ranger competition, she's back with them. Thankful for that. And um, we all got together and said, hey, you know, we'd like to put on a hunt, and we'd like to do it on the installation, and we'd like to do it somewhere where it's restricted just for these kids. And we want to keep this relationship flowing. So we want to, we want to do what, up to this point, Dad would have wanted to do um, 
with his son or daughter if he were still here and we hadn't lost him. And we want to make those special memories and not only make those memories for the kids, but it's also going to help a lot of those veterans heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to get these families together so that uh, they can discuss the shared hardship, uh, what they've done to get through that. And um, we want to provide this weekend to them free of charge. And we want it to be something that's a positive memory for the rest of their life. And if we get the bonus out of it, of where we build those relationships with these guides um, that carry on for life, that's a bonus. And if we get the bonus out of it where those families develop those relationships for life, that's a bonus. And if we get these these kids interested in the outdoors where they're out there and they're enjoying it, then that's a bonus as well. So it's win, 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 win. So we planned it for a year. Uh, the first year we had uh, six, six young kids come in and – we were able to provide them with everything. So, and then over time, that's grown. So this will be our, this will be our eighth annual hunt. I was about to ask you what year was yeah. the first year. Yeah. So this this will be our eighth annual hunt this year. And at this point, um, when they come in, we we, we put them out of the Ucha Creek. Um, MWR takes care of the lodging. They take care of the lodge um, out there. That's our central meeting place. Um, and with the local community, I mean. They've been very responsive and very generous. Um, so a local Chick-fil-A owner donates meals on Saturday. Uh, National Infantry Association comes out. They, they cook on Friday night for the first dinner, um, and they provide that. So that's a catered meal for the folks that are there. Um, we have 13th Street Barbecue provides a meal on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Luke's Pub, Bobby Nolan, cooks the final dinner the final night. Um, we have a lo- local motorcycle club that provides pizza as lunch on um, Sunday. And then the guides, either active duty or retired, uh, we fill those every year. Unfortunately, we have to turn away quite a few active duty soldiers because we have so many people that want to volunteer for it and want to be a part of it. Right, and they want to do it for the right reasons. They do. Because uh, I, I know several of those guys, and, and they're they're stand-up, solid people. They are. And, then, um, yeah, with that, I mean, the group that we have – um, we all get together and we say, hey, we have so-and-so is interested in being a guide. Anybody know him? We, we talk a little bit and we're like, yeah, hey, we think he'd be a great fit, great addition to the team. Um, and if we have an opening spot, we'll invite him to come in. And typically what we like to do is we'll invite him in the year prior, have him get an understanding of what we do. And then if we have a spot opens up the next year, then we'll plug him in. Um, so the kids will come in. They come in on a – Friday night on the hunt that we do here, and then typically they'll arrive about 5:30. Uh, we'll have all their donated items already laid out. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about those in a second because okay. I definitely want you to get into not only like we've talked a lot about the local sponsorship, no. but also the national yeah. um, help that you get. Yeah, we get we have quite a few national sponsors as well. So I mean, yeah, we'll we'll go through that. So carry on with what that weekend looks like. Okay, so they'll, they'll come in that night. Um, be a bunch of high fives, a bunch of hugs. Um, we'll welcome everybody. Uh, everybody will be seated in tables inside the lodge. Uh, around the tables will be certain tables that are laid out for each kid that's going to be hunting with us and, and everything that they're going to receive. Uh, we'll go around the room and everybody will introduce herself. And after everybody introduces herself, um, we'll have somebody say grace. Uh, we'll eat. After we're done eating, then we'll ask the, we'll call the kids out by name, 
and we'll introduce them to their first two guides for the first morning. And then they'll go over to the table with all the donated items. And they'll go through all those donated items with them. So they'll check, make sure everything fits. If we have something that's a little bit different size, we'll have spares on hand or we'll go buy whatever we need. And we make sure we go everything, everything's fitted properly. All the batteries are in everything. And these batteries in it. And then we get everything packed up. You know, and we take it out to their vehicles. And then after we do that, um, Mr. Johnny Daffin, uh, Daffin's Meat Processing, he always shows up with a deer that that hasn't been field dressed yet and then out in front of the lodge we'll have all the kids come around and they'll assist mr daffin uh, as he gives a class on field dressing so they learn that mm, that first night and that's that's always enjoyable because you know you got some of them that are turning around and they're making faces then you got other ones that jump right in there and they want to be a part of it and there's always a bunch of laughs but that's always a memorable moment as well and then we'll take them out to the cabins that they're going to be spending that night and then the following morning uh, we'll link up at 5.30 at the lodge and we have the refrigerators out there full of all the lickies and chewies so we'll have all the different muffins all the different pop tarts all the different juices and everything that they're going to need to take out there with them to the stand so that they have their snacks and then um, those two guides will do PCCs, PCIs with all the kids because what we found over the years, if it's a seven-year-old and they're capable of forgetting something, they're going to forget it. So we'll make sure we have everything. All right. So um, on this show, we do acronym alerts. So okay. you got to take – because you may have some some people like me that don't know what those things are. Yeah. So pre-combat checks, pre-combat inspections. Basically, we're, we inspect everything that they're bringing with them. We go over it the night prior. We pack the bags, but then we check it because sometimes the night prior, maybe they'll – They'll pull something out like a magazine that they're going to need for the rifle the next day, and they forget it in the cabin. So we just want to make sure they have everything before we go out to the stands. So they check them, make sure we're good, and then there's always some chuckles with that one. And then we have predetermined stands on the installation, and all the stands that we have are all in restricted areas. Uh, so the only folks that can hunt those on the installation are the Gold Star kids, and there's a few of them that are disabled hunter accessible. So we've set those up. Uh, but when we're done with those stands for that weekend for those kids, we open them up for the disabled hunters to use those as well. Um, and we have a lot of support with the stands we have out there too. So we have stands out there. We come in every September. So this year on September 9th, we'll be going out there to make sure they're cleaned up and they're ready to go. And we'll plant the food plots. And then, again, the local community, Sun South will come in. Sun South brings equipment off the showroom floor. Um, We'll have the seed, we'll have the fertilizer, we'll have the lime. We'll get all the food plots in that weekend. The first weekend, we get the majority of the guides together. Um, they'll have an opportunity to recon their places, make sure we don't have any wasp nests, everything's cleaned up, everything's ready to go. Um, we'll do that that weekend. But they'll go out there, and if it's if it's one of the, the new kids that we have in our, our new kid category, they'll go to one of those blinds. Uh, and those blinds will be overlooking a planted green field. Uh, we've had cameras out there ahead of time, so we'll be showing them pictures of the deer. and uh, They've been reconned. Yeah, the deer and the <laughs> pigs and uh, the other critters. Oh, the pigs on this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got quite a few of those. So we'll show them all the pictures of those. That gets them excited. And then, um, then they'll go out for the first morning hunt with our first two guides. And then they'll come back. And then we also have local volunteers that we'll have set up that'll have campers at the midway point. And they'll have hot lunch there. Um, if they want to stop by there, say hi, 
just some time to stop, build relationships. Uh, they'll come back to the lodge. We'll have some food there for them, and then they'll switch guides. And we do that on purpose. So they'll hunt a stand in the morning with two guides, and then they'll switch guides, and then they'll go out to a different stand in the evening so they get a different view, a different sit, and then they get to meet two new people. And they'll do the same thing the following day. So they'll meet eight different guides while they're here over that weekend um, that they'll sit with for a few hours and hopefully harvest an animal. Um, so and you have a process for like vetting your guides and and that whole deal. Um, we, we do. Yeah, we talked we talked a little bit about that. You don't have to go into it, but yeah. like they're not just going out there with random person to go hunt. Like yeah. you made sure that these are you know people that you would want to teach, coach, and mentor yes. these these young hunters. Yeah. So we have our internal meeting about that. MWR has a vetting process as well uh, that we followed. Um, so yeah. Uh, they're vetted, and we're going to make sure that we have the right folks out there. And the majority of our guides have hunted with us for quite a while now. So how many days do they actually spend in the field hunting? Two. Two, two days, and then there's kind of a, a pre-day where, hey, you, you know, you're getting all this gear, making sure everything fits, works. you got to get to know people. Um, and then is there like a closing day, or how's that? So the, the, the dinner that we have on Sunday evening is what we look at as basically our closing ceremony. And that's day three? Uh, no, it's, um, so they'll get, yeah, so it'll be day three. So Friday they arrive, we have dinner, introductions, they get their stuff. Saturday, Sunday we hunt, and then Monday uh, they'll, they'll check out and, and they'll leave. But on Sunday night at the dinner, um, we tell everybody thanks. Uh, we go around the room and say, hey, you know, we asked the Gold Star families if they have any feedback for the weekend or if there's anything we could do better. And every year we've done it, we've had very positive feedback. That's awesome. How many kids do you have coming in this year? So this year we'll have 14. So we'll have seven new ones. We'll have a couple in what we call our elite category, and then we have a few that we're sending down to Iron Horse Farms in Marion, Alabama. So there's a gentleman down there that, that bought a bunch of different farmland um, developed Iron Horse Farms, beautiful piece of property, and it's also a great place if you if folks wanted to reach out to where if it's a first responder veteran and they wanted a place to go spend a weekend, they'll they'll take care of that as well. And I could pull that phone number up here in a minute, um, but great place. Uh, we've partnered with them in the past, so typically what we'll do is if we've had a Gold Star kids hunted with us, and then. They want to come back the next year when the Survivor Outreach Services reach out, reaches out to them and say, hey, we're going to have this event this again, this, again this year. And if they've hunted with us before uh, and they're not old enough to do more advanced hunting, uh, such as uh, climbing a climbing tree stand, uh, then, we'll, then we'll work with Iron Horse and we'll get them down there and we'll send guides down there with them and we'll send a package down there with them too as far as donated stuff so they're still outfitted while they go down there. Oh, wow. And then we have a third class, uh, that elite category that I talked about a little bit. So we started that after the first couple of years. So if, if you have young man or woman, um, Gold Star Youth, and they've hunted before in the blinds, and now they're ready to take that next step and they're mature enough to be able to climb, uh, then – They'll get a climbing tree stand uh, with some of the other things that, that are donated to them. They'll be outfitted. 
and we'll pair them up one-on-one -on -one with a guide for the entire weekend. So we look at it as advancing them in their hunting skills. So when they first come, um, a place that's set just for them that weekend, it's probably got a very high probability of success. Uh, where they're in a box blind looking over a green field that we've reconned thoroughly. And <laughs> and then when they come back and they're old enough, then we want to take them out and like, hey, that's a, that's a deer track, that's a doe, that's a buck, it's moving this direction, the wind's blowing this way, this is how you climb the climber, this is where you want to climb. And Oh, wow, you, you get into the whole tracking, stalking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. And then we've got Lyle Avis, too. He comes in and he supports us every year, and he has his own tracking dog, so Lyle... Uh, is on call for us that entire weekend. So if there is a shot that may not be perfect and we lose track of an animal out there, we'll call Iowa in, and we've had a hundred percent success rate on finding everything that they've they've shot. Awesome. So it's grown. It has. It's grown, which is in eight years is awesome. Um, I was fortunate to go to a Gold Star dinner, and um, just you know anything that you can do for those families is yeah. is, is awesome. Um, We've dropped the ball. What's the weekend of the hunt this year? It's it's always on Veterans Day weekend. So this year, Friday the 10th, um, uh, with Veterans Day being on the 11th. Uh, so they'll show up on the 10th. They'll hunt the 11th and the 12th, and they'll depart on the 13th. All right. So um, that's that's kind of the, the, the skinny on what that weekend looks like. Um, We've mentioned a lot of your local supporters here to the, the Fort Moore, Fort Benning, Columbus, Georgia area. Um, is this replicated anywhere? Are there any other installations doing anything similar to this? Or, you know, is this something that potentially could grow out of here into other places? I, I would love to see it, it grow out of Fort Moore. Um, we've had other installations reach out to us. Uh, we've laid out what we do. Um, I don't know of any other installation at this time that is that is doing what we do. Right, and and probably because like I I barged into one of your meetings the other day, and that was a room full of support from different echelons, different organizations, and a lot of people that have a lot of time and a lot of people that have served together. So there's relationships built. And they understand what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. And so uh, just a phenomenal team. I know several of you. Um, I've gotten to know you a little bit better over the past uh, couple of weeks. And, and it's just phenomenal what you guys are doing. Um, we mentioned we were going to circle back to this. So the unveiling of your, you know, you called it a package, right? Their package. Like th this just blew my mind the other day. Um, there's a couple of things that'll jaw drop some people. So go ahead, roll with it. Yeah. So when we talk about package for the, the gold star kids that come and hunt with us, we outfit them from head to toe, everything that they would need to hunt and they leave with everything. Um, so when I say package, so real trees, a very big supporter of ours, um, great partner, great supporter. Uh, Realtree every year reaches out. They provide camouflage. So they'll have one to two sets of boots every year. They'll they'll get socks. They'll get pants. They'll get jacket. They'll get shirt. They'll get their orange hat. They'll get their orange vest. They'll get gloves. They'll get hand warmers. They'll have every piece of clothing that they need. Um, Realtree camouflage pattern. Realtree camo um, that they need to hunt. Um, nice clothing. 
will have guns. Um, so they'll, they'll leave with a rifle that's one of one. And I say one of one, we have a partnership with Savage. So we'll provide Savage 110s. Uh, we have a partnership with Leopold. Leopold will be providing the, the glass and uh, the rings and the mounts. And then what we do is when we receive those those guns, the, the, they come in and Savage does a special thing for us. So they'll have our Gold Star Youth logo, Gold Star Youth Outdoors logo on the buttstock. Um, and then we'll take them to the Army Marksmanship Unit. And the Army Marksmanship Unit is the one that mounts zeroes, mounts boresight zeroes every weapon and then they put a sticker on it that's amu approved and then on a bolt from savage savage puts a gold coat on a bolt then they put the kid's name so the guns that they receive are one of one wow like i'm getting chills again because i've already heard this like i'm getting chills uh that's phenomenal and that's that's just the gun and the camo there's more yep and then they'll have multiple knives um Dan Winkler, the, the knife maker, donates a, a knife every year. And etched in the blade, they'll have in loving memory of rank and name of the fallen service member in honor of their honorable and faithful service and sacrifice. And then they'll have the kid's name underneath it. So, it's again, it's a one-on-one knife. And then Gerber does the same thing, basically the same inscription. So that's a one-on-one knife. And then they provide the field pack. So they'll have the bone saws, the skinning skinning knife, um, boning knife. And then they'll have deer calls. And then Vista Outdoors is a big sponsor. Vista will provide um, binos, glass if we need it. Uh, they'll provide laser rangefinders, bino caddies, uh, slings, um, and we have the VFW, local VFW, that donates cases for the rifles. So they'll have the rifle, they'll have the scope. It's mounted boresight at zero, it's spot on. They'll have ammo. We have um, SIG donates ammo every year. Um, they'll have a sling on their weapon. They'll have a hard case for the weapon. They'll be outfitted from head to toe with camo, boots. Um, They'll have a backpack to put their stuff in. They'll have a duffel bag to put their stuff in. If they're out of town, we'll get them a cooler. We'll have their meat processed. Johnny Daffin processes all their meat. And if they're out of town, we'll package it up. We'll put it on a plane. If we're paying for the plane ticket, we're paying for the plane ticket. We'll put them on a plane and send them back to where they came from with everything that they got. Wow. So coming up in November, you guys are doing the the planning meetings now. It's an annual thing. Um, If – Outside of the guides, because it sounds like that's a pretty set process already. Let's say we've got a listener that works for an organization that may want to jump in um, on, on the big side or the local side. How do they go about getting in touch with you and the, and the proper uh, point of contact? Yeah, so they could reach out to me. It's um, Mark E. Moore, 1990 at gmail.com. You can reach me on that email. You can call me on my personal phone. It's 706-604-2546. If you, if you want to donate, um, you can go to Gold Star Youth Outdoors. So that's G-S-Y, Golf Sierra Uniform Outdoors.com. Um, and you'll see our website there. Next Friday, we have a banquet. Uh, that banquet's a a fundraising banquet. If you look at it, it'd be like a Ducks Unlimited National Wild Turkey Federation style banquet. So we'll have multiple raffle items out there uh, and multiple auction items. So we have a Daniel Defense 
um, rifle out there. We have a Bargara rifle out there. We have a, a Glock card for any pistol that you want from Glock. We have an Argentina dove hunt. We've got a two-day bass fishing trip for spotted bass on Lake Lanier, all-inclusive. We've got a three-day black buck hunt in Texas. It'll be auctioned off. So quite a few prizes that'll be out there. And, and that's August the 18th. It's August 18th, and if you go to that Gold Star Youth Outdoors website, uh, there's a link on there if you want to register for that banquet as well. All right. So um, we've kind of covered that real quick. We've gone over great opportunity. If you can't get in this year to, to help, there's next year. And, you know, if you're – because we do have people who listen that are out at other other posts or other organizations. If this is something that you would like to look at, you know, please get in contact with uh, – Sergeant Major Retire Moore or, you know, just anybody that's a part of this group and um, and they can help you to do that. So um, that's good. I, I'm going to leave with this. That was 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So imagine telling your story and we, we would do it in an hour and a half. So I'm, I'm going to float it on the air that you have an open invitation to come back and tell your story. All right. All right. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do for these kids and these families. Um, It's a continued service on top of what you've already done. And and this is for your entire team. Um, Thank you guys. And if we can ever do anything to help, we're here to help. Thank you for your support. Yep. Follow me. Hi, this is Rob Choppa, retired infantryman, 54th Chief of Infantry, and currently the president of the National Infantry Association. Thank you for listening to the Infantry Podcast. I want you to become a member of the National Infantry Association. It's your professional organization. Join our team at www.infantryassn.org. Thank you, follow me, and that's an order.